you're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Tox Aroture. This is episode 44. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe God had a purpose and he created you to fulfill it. Episode 44 is Entrepreneurship practices that hold you back. Hey you, how has your week been? Mine, (laughs) happy, thankful, in awe of God's goodness and his steadfastness and faithfulness. I will share, but just not today. I dreamed a dream and it came to pass. That's been on my mind too, like all through this week. I've been, I dreamed a dream and it came to pass. And it's not that I dreamt while sleeping, but I wrote out a dream in my journal that my spirit conceived. And last week I saw it play out right before my eyes. And because that happened, I've dreamed up a new one. (laughs) I share this because I want to encourage you to create a future for yourself. And it doesn't have to be huge. People always talk about dreams as though they have to be humongous and mind-blowing. Doesn't have to be monumental. A small, simple idea coming to pass will inform you that a large one will as well. And so that's the purpose, because everyone says, dream big. (laughs) Well, let's even just dream small to start with and make sure those small dreams come to pass. And then it informs our mind and tells us that, hey, even the big ones too will come to pass. And last weekend, I attended a 50th birthday party. My longtime friend turned 50. It was a beautiful event. And his brother said it was a blessing to get together and celebrate life as opposed to doing a celebration of life. And he is so right. I was happy to see some old friends, people I haven't seen in 15 years in some cases. And it made me so thankful to be alive, to be well. And for us all, despite life and all of the stuff that goes on in it, for us all to even be in the same space together and be able to laugh. There's just such a joy there. And so this week we're continuing with all things entrepreneurship because that is our favorite topic at the moment. During the pandemic, so many businesses were birthed. I'm sure there are statistics somewhere. I'm going to go search and find, or maybe you can do a Google search and find out how many new businesses were registered in 2020 and 2021 in your country, wherever you're listening, whether it's the UK, the US, Nigeria, Israel, because we have people listening in Israel, all over the world. But anyway, new ones are still being birthed. And there is a seismic shift that's going on in the world. Besides the obvious pandemic, uh, the way that we work, mental health, descriptions, genders, everything that's changing, new words being formed, Uh, to describe new people. There's just so much that's going on in the world and there is a massive shift that's happening and it feels like nothing is certain and we cannot afford to live life by happenstance any longer. I believe 
too, that this is a good time to make a change based on what your spirit is telling you. If you're going to make any changes at all, now's a good time to do it because nothing's certain anyway. <laughs> I always say that, you know, when people ask me how I got started and why I started my business in the middle of the Great Recession, it was simply because I had fallen so far down that there was nowhere, there wasn't anywhere, I couldn't fall any further. And so there really was only one way and that was either stay down or go up and I decided to take my chances. And perhaps that's you, maybe you've lost your job or you've lost your business or life has just not gone the way that you wanted it to go. And you feel that you are at some sort of rock bottom. It could be financial or emotional or even spiritual. Well, this is a good time to make changes rather than staying in the apparent safety of where you have always been in. And when I say changes, I'm talking about the sort of change that is being inspired from within, not from without. We're not talking about looking around and seeing what's going on and then letting that affect or effect a sort of change in you. But what is your spirit telling you? Because you can trust what God has placed inside you since everything around us doesn't seem reliable anymore, like we can rely on it. Last week, we looked at three mindsets that keep us paralyzed when we should be propelling forward. And today we'll look at three actions or behaviors that entrepreneurs tend to engage in because this is something that you will find not just with new but with seasoned business owners and as usual I pull out lessons from my own life and from the lives of people that I've either met or had the privilege of working with. Shark Tank is my new bay. <laughs> Seriously, some years ago, it was The Prophet, which was this, uh, I think it was on CNBC by Marcus Limonis, and I became their evangelist because I love business TV shows. There is something liberating watching people step out of their comfort zone to run a business. And we, of course, all share some kind of kinship. If you're passionate about your company or whatever it is you're doing, that is what you were created to do. No doubt you get to the barbecue and you meet someone who's also passionate about theirs. You guys will hit it off and you keep talking and you can't stop talking about it. And that's me. There was this guy on Shark Tank who poured all of his life savings into a product. Many people do that. And I respect that because he believed in what he was doing. I don't know how long he'd been working on it for, but by the time he got to the tank, technology had evolved. He had spent hundreds of thousands of his own money, of his kids' college fund, of their retirement, because he really believed in what he was doing. In a nutshell, he'd created this stand with iPads or tablets that also advertised services. And the idea was he'll place them in a doctor's surgery 
and the patients who are in the waiting room uh, would get bored and they'll reach out for an iPad or a tablet and they can check their emails. But then while they're checking their emails, adverts will also be popping up and he was going to make the money from two sources, one by the GP surgery purchasing the stand. I think it was like $9,000 or something like that. And also from advertisers paying to advertise on each tablet, which was a great idea, except that it was 2009. In 2009, there were no iPads and it made sense, but then there were Blackberries <laughs> and smartphones were becoming popular. I recall the only two people I knew with Blackberries were American attorneys <laughs> and all their emails ended with, please excuse my typos, sent with my Blackberry. And I just thought that was so cool. I don't know if you remember that, but that was a long time ago, 2006, seven, maybe. <laughs> anyway, striking too late is an act that will hold you back. If an idea comes to you in this season, chances are it is meant for this season. Don't hold back from making it a reality. And so the Chucks tried to tell this guy that no one needed his iPad. No one needed to check their emails on a surgery tablet because everyone had phones and they could check it themselves. I could feel his pain and his reason for holding on. Maybe he just didn't have an audience that listened to him and it took him however many years to come to this point. And in that space of time, technology evolved and iPads became a thing, or perhaps he was not in the right environment because we need to be in an environment that supports our ideas. And if you don't have the right people around you or the right material or information around you, your idea could fizzle out very quickly. One of the challenges new business owners face is knowing what decisions to take because you have your intuition, your instinct telling you one thing that you feel so strongly and other people may not understand. But you also have celebrated gurus, best-selling authors telling you the opposite. <laughs> it's hard. Think about it. They tell us never, ever give up. But then they also say, know when to quit. <laughs> which is which? How do you know when to give up and when to quit? And it's hard. It's difficult. The Bible tells us that there is a time for every activity under the sun. Don't allow your confidence or rather the lack of it to block out the view of that clock. Always know what time you're in. A famous brand that didn't know what time it was was Blockbusters. Oh, they were incredible. They were a staple for us. I mean, the 90s, I remember going there with my boyfriend, my now husband. <laughs> no, is it, is it my then boyfriend, my now husband? And um, going there and, you know, hanging out and choosing movies. Uh, but then streaming came into the picture and they didn't feel the need to adapt to the changing culture. Someone in the boardroom most likely would have said, hey guys, we need to start streaming. And everybody would have looked at him and said, you're daft. No, we don't. Let's stick to it. This is real business. Someone higher up would have denounced it and said, there's something about going into our beautifully laid out stores with the popcorn machines, browsing through movies, picking it up, walking to the 
desk. I can just hear them say that it's a networking space and people come there on a date. Streaming will never take off. Who wants to be miserable and sit at home by themselves watching a romantic movie without going out to get it? Never. Well, the rest is history. And then there's also Kodak. If you're of a certain age, you'd remember sending off your roll of film to a company like Snappy Snap and the likes to develop your your film. <laughs> and you'd get them back in a, an envelope. You've got the actual photographs, the physical pictures, and then you also get the negatives, which are these weird looking x-ray like things. And the, the negatives can later go on to get developed again. Well, that eventually changed into digital cameras where you take a picture and you see the picture that you've taken and then you can print it if you want to or you can email it if you want to. Well, 1970, guys, 1970, a Kodak employee developed a digital camera. The company, funny enough, were known for taking risks and being innovative. However, on this occasion, the management were not willing to bet on this. They did go as far as getting a patent for it to protect it, but then they pushed it to the side. They believed it wouldn't be accepted. They didn't think it made sense. Well, patent expired in 2009. Competitors snapped up that idea and Kodak went bankrupt in 2012. You see, I believe deeply in the supernatural. I believe God created man in his own image so that we have a spirit, a soul, and a body. And the spirit that is reborn in Christ gets their ideas from God. But what holds us back is a lack of execution. Sometimes it's down to fear. Could be the fear of failure or the fear of success. But it may also be down to laziness, procrastination, and sometimes not even knowing how to do it or what to do, what next step to take. But you wouldn't know what exactly it is that's holding you back if you don't practice introspection. And your introspection will be worthless if you're not even being honest with yourself. But then there are those who really do take action. They get inspired, they take action, but then it's at the wrong time. Or it could be the right time, but then they don't do it properly or don't complete the task. And that even brings us into reason number two or point number two. One of my most memorable lessons has been in hiring experts to do what they alone can do. A lack of experts. Because if you try to be a jack of all trades, you wouldn't be a master of any. It applies to working inside your business too. I shared recently that one of the challenges I faced was learning to let go of what I no longer had to do. I started my company with £25. Yes, you heard me right. And I learned how to build a website. I learned all about optimizing it, SEO, populating it. I had to do that. And back then it was not the easiest thing to do because everything had to be done manually. But because of my investment of blood, sweat and tears into my education and my practicing, <laughs> I struggled to give it up when the time came. And yes, I made it work, but I was no expert. My expertise was in creating a vision, risk taking and curating the components to make my dream come true. 
I was not an expert in search engine optimization. I was not an expert in web design or analyzing customer behavior. Here's the thing. We tend to place more value on what we have suffered to obtain. And it makes sense. But it does not mean that the things that you don't sweat for have a low value. Understand that just because you can carry out certain tasks does not mean you will get results because there's a difference between doing and producing. If I had held on to that which I was not a genius in doing, today I'd still be running my company from a corner of my bedroom. So it's essential for you to recognize your need for help in all the right areas There's a saying I love, it says, what got you here will not get you there. I also believe that you should have a decent amount of knowledge in all of the sections of your business. Just, it doesn't have to be in depth, but enough so that you know what needs doing and you can recognize the ideal person for the job. Sir Richard Branson is famous for hiring the best staff. He doesn't let his ego get in the way of his decisions. And that's one of the reasons why insecurities will hold you back. And I saw this in myself. Once upon a time, it was excruciatingly painful for me to admit that I couldn't do something or I was lacking in knowledge. Have a listen to episode three, The Principle of Intention, where I talk about my experience with my mentor. I had one goal, one goal in those early days, which was for me to appear like a savvy businesswoman. (laughs) So all my conversations had one job, which was to bathe my ego and protect it from cracking due to any suggestion that I didn't know what I was doing. And yes, I walked out of those meetings beaming with pride, but no better than when I walked in. Don't be like me. That old talks, don't be like her. (laughs) So where do you find experts? Networking is great. And when you go networking, remember that you're not actually looking to find the experts in a networking event, although you may run into some really capable ones, but you're looking to connect with fellow business people who can recommend those they have used. Always do your due diligence, even if you're going with recommendations. Don't take anybody's word for it until you can find evidence of their work. It may be awkward asking detailed questions, but remember it's your money. (laughs) Just this evening, I had a conversation with a dear friend and we were talking about the pros and cons of learning it yourself versus hiring someone who knows what they're doing. Because one is ideal if you've got the time and the headspace to learn. And the other is ideal if you've got the money, but you don't have the time. If you simply cannot afford to pay an expert, the next option is to learn. I couldn't afford the hundred, it was a thousand pound per month price tag. The agency once was going to charge me to have SEO done on my website. This was back in 2008. So we're talking 12 or so years, 13, 13 years ago. So we reached an agreement. I paid him a hundred pounds per hour and he taught me for one hour every week. And I did my own SEO. At the time I was a stay at home breastfeeding mom and 
large parts of SEO is pretty mundane. So I'd have my baby on my boob and I'll be doing directory entries and building inbound links. <laughs> Those were the days. But what's so funny about life is that when you're so into something, you cannot imagine transitioning from that space and you can therefore get stuck in it. I believe we have everything we need to manifest the vision we're carrying. I really do. And this means that if your business needs a specific work done, you either have the funds to pay for it to be done or the ability to learn how to do it yourself or the connection to get someone to help you. Either way, it's inside you. Somewhere, somehow, in some form or the other, it's all in there. My third behavior flawed behavior in entrepreneurship is short-sightedness, being blind to technological or other advancements or not investing into your future growth will definitely kill a business. It will kill your business really quickly. Our personality plays a part in this. I believe that because some people are just so rigid. Maybe that's you. Do you shy away from change? Are you one of those that just feels like, no, you know, now that I've learned this thing, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my learning or you just don't like change. I mean, there are people, I've met business owners who just don't like change. I remember once I was speaking to uh, someone I used to know, a friend, and was trying to convince her to to stop wasting money in a particular area of her business and she could simply do it herself. It'll take her five minutes and she was paying all this money that I know she didn't have to get something done for her. And she's like, absolutely not. No, no, no. I am not capable of learning. I'm like, there is no learning involved. It's a template. They'll, you, you, you. Anyway, but unfortunately, there are people like that who just refuse to recognize their own ability to evolve and to change. And the truth is everyone can change. Everyone can learn. Everyone can evolve. So don't be rigid because it will keep you uh, short-sighted and it will keep you stuck in, in the same place. One of our most downloaded episodes is episode nine, Lies We Believe. And I think it goes the truth that sets us free or something like that. One of the lies some of us tell ourselves is, I know myself. I can't do X, Y, Z. Well, it's good to know yourself, but don't be so tethered to your personality that you refuse to evolve. Because if you don't grow, your business won't grow either. Don't be so buried into what's working that you don't notice what has become redundant. Business is for the faint-hearted. I say that because it will make them stronger. So if you are faint-hearted, but you have a desire to run your own business or grow your company, this is for you because it will transform you in the process. It's not about the business. It's I always say that my business exists to grow me. <laughs> I don't exist to grow the business. The business is here to grow me. There will be seasons of drought and challenges that will have you pining for relief. And when a little bit shows up, you'll be tempted to just relieve your thirst and, and just, you know, unwind and have a good time. And understand that God sends relief sometimes to give you the strength to keep going, not for you to say you have arrived and let's stop here and let's chill out. Because if you as a farmer has been gifted with a handful of seeds, you have the responsibility to plant 
and not eat it. To be future-sighted means that you've got to choose to see things from the point of view of your vision and not from where you stand today. If you take your eyes off the future, your decisions will be made to alleviate the present pain, whatever it is. But if you keep your eye on your vision, your decisions will support its manifestation. I remember my first Blackberry. It was 2008. I had just started my business and I spent every spare hour, night and day, either learning or building the website, then how to build or building the website, populating it, building links. I couldn't afford to spend any time away from my laptop. And one day my friend Jimmy said, why don't you just get a Blackberry? Bear in mind that this laptop was broken <laughs> and slow. And she said, why don't you just get a Blackberry? Listen, I fell in love. I loved its tiny QWERTY keyboard. I love the fact that I no longer had to chase after my emails. Instead, they were following me wherever I went because I'd go to people's houses reluctantly and have to ask if I could check my emails on their computer. And now guess what? I had my own on my hand. <laughs> I even wrote an article about the joy of being a Blackberry owner. I don't know why it never crossed my mind before Jumi suggested it, but boy, did my life change. I was able to get things done a lot quicker and I eventually replaced my old laptop and that one took ages to just come on. It was ridiculously slow. And so the new laptop plus the BlackBerry combined shaved off hours of work. Now, that's a pretty basic example, but I'm sure you get my drift. Being long-sighted in business will ultimately save you time and money because there's only so far that freebies can take you. Upgrade some of your subscriptions from free to paid. It will improve and speed up your work. Invest in learning. YouTube is great, but you may want to look into more specialized learning, which will have you paying for it, but then it is more specific. It is usually better quality. And it is more certain because you're going to an expert. One of my favorite scriptures, which I use as, as an affirmation, is found in Genesis. And it says, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundredfold. And I've left the link in the show notes. This reminds me to plant, plant, plant. Have you ever heard of a harvest without seeds being planted? Short-sightedness is making decisions to improve your present discomfort. Long-sightedness is making decisions to create a future comfort. Which of these tips resonate well with you? If you think you've left it too late, you haven't. You can still strike. Our ideas and the stirrings and desires we have are pointers for the next step to take. And so if you have left it late, but the desire is still there and you're on this side of life, which you are because you're listening to this podcast, then you can begin again or you can pick up where you left off. It is not too late. Someone said we have to experience two types of pain, the pain of doing or the pain of regret. Choose your pain. And, and I think it was Jim Rohn that said the pain of regret weighs 
tons and the pain of doing. He didn't use the word doing. Don't remember what he said it. But the pain of doing weighs ounces and the pain of regret weighs tons. Maybe you need an expert. My friend Titi provides experts for various areas of business. Her company is called Seven Little Steps and I've left her details in the show notes. Her experts are tried and tested so you can rest assured you're not going to get some 419er and that's what you're paying for. You're paying for her contact and her identify her being able to identify what you need in your business and getting the right person for you. I recommend her. I recommend anyone who is tried and tested as a business owner in supporting small businesses. Or perhaps you're short-sighted. If you have identified short-sightedness as it relates to how you run your business, then start practicing letting go from today. Sometimes that mindset is born out of fear because you want to hold on to the familiar, even though the familiar has expired. I hope this episode has been a blessing to you. And if it has, please pop in a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening that allows you to review the podcast. You can also drop me a line at talks at talksarotere.com and I'll appreciate you sharing this episode with someone in the business space that could do with some encouragement. I thank you for hanging out with me for 28 minutes and 57 seconds. Until next week, remember to leave from the inside out.